0: Hi, hey, and welcome to the iCrush Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Dave Delgado. And in this episode, I interview Russ Weiner of Smoky Jones Barbecue out of Culver City, California. Russ is a transplant from upstate New York, and his wife Vivian is a native Californian. They've been slinging some barbecue from their own driveway for just over a year. But Russ has been cooking for quite some time now. He cooks low and slow on an offset smoker and also mixes it up with the Santa Maria Grill. Although they're currently focused on catering and their home pop-ups, they have big plans for the future with a new pit from a builder in Texas. Hmm, I wonder who that could be. We'll have to tune in to find out. I hope you enjoy this episode. This is Smoky Jones Barbecue. All right, I'm sitting here with Russ. Is it Weiner? Weiner. Yep. Russ Weiner of Smoky Jones Barbecue. What's up, brother? How are you?
1: I'm doing good, man. How you been?
0: Good, good. That threw me off a little bit, man. Smoky Jones. That's my. I was sure it was Russ Jones. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: you know what it was, man. Growing up, uh, my father used to call me Rusty Jones. So my nickname, as I got older, became Jones. And then when the whole barbecue thing started, it kind of just worked its way in. And Smoky Jones, when we were thinking of what to call it, kind of worked. It was free on Instagram, you know, and uh, it's where we are today. So, yeah, very
0: cool. Hey, man, we've run into each other on a, on several occasions. We uh, we broke bread together at Heritage Barbecue one day, and
1: yeah, for sure, that was a great time.
0: Yeah, man, and uh, we've talked about getting getting together and uh, having a, a quick podcast, and I'm like, and it's time. I've tried your food uh, just recently, and uh, we'll jump into all of that here in a little bit, but uh, welcome Perfect. to the show. Happy to have you, my friend.
1: No, thanks for having me, man. It's a pleasure. Uh,
0: you know, California barbecue scene is booming. I'm trying to get everyone that's coming up. There's so many pop-ups that uh, that people don't know about so we're trying to spread the word here and you guys are doing it right
1: yeah you know we're we're trying and uh we've been doing it for a little while i think we're about a year and a half in of actually kind of doing the pop-ups but um you know i've been doing barbecue for a long time and even when we just started deciding to do this there was maybe half as many guys doing it in la and i mean even just the last year you've got tons of new people popping up all over and it's it's also awesome to see the culture grow so I, i'm loving yeah. it
0: yeah and so it's you and your wife right it's yeah, like my a wife. family yeah. uh my
1: wife vivian is just the two of us for right now we both have full-time jobs during the week so this turns into a seven day a week kind of gig we're prepping stuff during the week and getting our meats delivered and making sure we're out there all night cooking and then we're we're popping up on saturdays usually we do um twice a month, every other Saturday. Um, we're looking to kind of expand that a little bit for, for right now, that's what we can handle. So.
0: And are you both, uh, are you both from Culver City? Is that, is that right?
1: That's where we are now. She grew up, um, kind of just outside of San Francisco and I grew up, um, East coast, New York. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm a transplant. So I lived in upstate and, uh, in a little town called Rochester which is near Buffalo and Syracuse and then I moved to Arizona down to Tucson probably when I was about 19. Spent about four years there, finished up college and decided you know it's I'm gonna go out to California. I got some friends out there. I didn't want to go back to the snow but I just felt landlocked in Tucson and it was just it was hot. I didn't know what I was getting into when I moved out there. I didn't know what desert was and uh I needed some water, so headed out this way.
0: And what got you? Uh, what got you interested in barbecue? You know, it's a long time coming. So, funny
1: story. Growing up, so I have a father that is deathly afraid, has a phobia of vegetables, right, and fruits. So, growing up, we couldn't have fruits and vegetables and any of that kind of stuff on the table. It couldn't even be in the fridge where it was touching other stuff. So it was always like meat and potatoes so we were always out grilling on a little tiny like weber smokey joe and you know steaks hamburgers stuff like that so it was it was always kind of my favorite thing growing up and then when i started cooking for myself i started exploring other ways to do things um, but i didn't really get into smoking probably till i got out here to california and that was probably t- early 2000 my wife and i Got a small duplex and we finally had a little yard. And I bought one of these little ninety-nine-dollar kind of cabinet-style smokers from Home Depot that probably as thin as a couple pieces of paper, and uh, <laughs> started cooking in that. And just you know, turned out some awful barbecue. But um, you know, just kind of kept at it. And then I went up to um, a little Weber Smoky Mountain. And used that for a couple years and, and got pretty good where people were like, man, your, your food's pretty good. You should you should think about opening a restaurant. And it's mostly jokes, right? We're feeding our friends, so, of course, they're going to say, you know, nice stuff. Um, yeah. And it just kind of grew. And then I got the chance to go to the Royal in Kansas City. I have a buddy back east that they do the KCBS circuit. and nice. um, Yeah, he needed an extra hand. And so I went out there and helped them and they cooked in all the categories and and did pretty well and got to meet a lot of, you know, the people you're seeing on TV and, and a bunch of other people. And that's what really kind of sparked it. Right. Um, just the level of the food, the level of the competitors, the level of, you know, what you could call family. Everybody was there to help everybody. I mean, don't get me wrong. They weren't giving away their secrets, but you know, you need an extra pork butt, they'd give you an extra pork butt. You know, you needed a beer, they'd give you a beer. Everybody was there. So I think <laughs> it was that kind of communal attitude, if you will, that really drew me into it. So um, when I got back here, I bought a, um, a backwoods smoker and one of these kind of like insulated cabinets. A lot of guys were using those when we were out there. So got one of those and I started putting out some really, really good food, at least you know, what I thought was really good food. And it kind of just grew from there. And it got to the point where I was doing it every weekend. And my wife said, maybe we should try to sell some of this stuff or or at least give it away, see what other people think, people we don't know, get an honest opinion, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's where it started. So I told her, all right, let's do it for a year, kind of a trial and error test, if you will, see what people are saying. If it goes well, then will continue and that's kind of where we're at now
0: so what what year was that that you went to the event that was probably
1: 2009 2010 and since i've been back once or twice but that was really the the spark you know i mean i was into it but i didn't know anybody that was doing it out here um I didn't really know what I was doing. I was trying to find stuff online, following recipes online and then trying to tweak it and and getting better at it and learning. But, you know, watching some of the other people doing it and talking to some other people was probably the best thing that I ever did for, you know, for myself, for barbecue and that Mm -hmm. aspect. So gained a new appreciation for it and a a respect, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, it's, It's not easy, you know, and, and, and coming up it was it was all charcoal you know yeah. So now we're cooking with with wood and that's a whole different beast you know you're you're really part of it and you're managing the fire so um that's that's the part i love the most
0: i i noticed also you you made a trip uh recently to texas and you you, you tried a whole bunch of places out there um was that your first trip there or had you been to texas as well to to go eat barbecue
1: not to eat barbecue. I had been to Dallas once or twice just for like a weekend for some work stuff earlier, um, mm-hmm. probably like 2001, 2002. So that was probably my first experience with with brisket, really. You know, and it, it wasn't any restaurant that had any clout or anything like that. I just pulled over and there was a place and they had barbecue and it was drenched in sauce and, you know, cause it was probably overcooked. But I thought it was good back then, and I didn't know any better. But, yeah, I think it was back in March, Vivian and I went down to Austin. I figured it's time to go down, you know, see what it's all about. If we're really trying to do this, we need to eat it from the Mecca, if you will, and Mm -hmm. uh, see what it's all about. So we went down for five days, and I think we ate five different places every day for five days and uh it was gluttonous but it was really fun
0: that sounds like my kind of trip man yeah
1: man exactly i know i think we were trying to hook up you were down there for um uh you were in houston i think right
0: yeah yeah i was in houston for that bc Cracklin uh event that they had at truth barbecue yeah yeah that was awesome man i enjoyed watching you kind of try some of those out uh what what stuck out in your mind
1: We went down there and, um, you know, we tried Franklin's, we went to Micklethwaite, we went to La Barbecue, Snow's, Black's, Smitty's, uh, Kreutz, all of that stuff. And, um, you know, I think the two that stood out the best for me was probably Snow's and Micklethwaite. So, best ribs I ever had at Snow's. Clay was putting out money ribs that day and... uh, Yeah, and uh, Micklethwaite probably had the best brisket we had while we were down there. And before going down there, I had never even really heard of that place. I have a buddy that told us about it, and uh, luckily we made it before they sold out of everything. But it was delicious. Oh, and Valentina's for breakfast was awesome, too.
0: Oh, you got to have Valentina's for breakfast, man.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad
0: we actually decided to go for breakfast
1: and, uh, you know, not later in the day uh, because—
0: you know, it was different.
1: No other place was serving breakfast, and it was awesome. Yeah.
0: Man, awesome. So you come back here after, after having kind of an epic trip there. You're, you're focused. You're probably pumped up and ready to get things going. Did that change anything about the way you were cooking or uh, kind of your menu or outlook?
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, a couple things changed. So I had a brisket revelation uh, after eating that brisket at Micklethwaite. You know, I was like, okay, thought my brisket was really good. Um, I got a few things I need to to learn, you know, got to tweak a couple things. So we really been working on the brisket and it's come up quite a bit. And then we used to only cook uh, baby backs for pork ribs. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that was only because when I used to cook for my wife and stuff, she she didn't like the spares. She said they were always too fatty, this, that, and the other. So um, we just never really cooked them. And then after eating the ribs at Snow's, I was like, okay, we're cooking these now. She's like, I really like these. Can you make them like that? I was like, yeah, I can make them like that. You just always said you never liked them. Right. So, so spare rib game was on. So came home, did some test runs and uh, got our spare rib game up. And, um, you know, now we're just kind of doing the spare ribs. I haven't done baby back since we got back. So, yeah. So, so it's been fun. You know, we. We learned a lot. You know, each place kind of has its own little flavor profile. And, you know, we try to do that, too. We don't consider ourselves strictly Texas or Kansas City or, you know, Carolina. You know, we cook what we like to eat and we hope other people enjoy it. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's kind of our, I wouldn't call it a motto, but that's how we look at it. You know, we, we try different things. We change up the menu every time we pop up. Keeps it fun for me. Keeps different people coming back. You know, stuff like that. So we're not afraid to try new stuff. You know, like this week we're trying a couple new things. We're doing a a char shoe pork belly skewer. So, yeah, so that should be fun. Yeah, I mean, a a lot of the stuff that I like to cook is kind of derived from, like, some of our travels, you know. So we've we've been to Asia and we went to Vietnam for 10 days and ate street food and stuff like that, you know. So we've tried to do, like, banh mi sausage and... You know, it it's fun playing around with it. Not everybody gets it, but you know the the people that do are enjoying it, and um, you know we'll keep trying it. So
0: yeah, I think that that's where barbecue going. You know, I mean, you go to Texas to a lot of the, these kind of top places, uh, and even here in California, you know, you're starting to see a lot of folks get really creative with uh, with their cooking, their sausages, and you know, like. You look at Blood Brothers, and they have a bunch of different sticky ribs, and oh, yeah. and br- brisket fried rice, and and you you look at people like Evan Leroy, that's you know just super creative, doing all kinds of of crazy things that are just incredible. So, yeah, for me it's awesome, especially you know when you're when you're going to eat barbecue at three or four or five different places in a day. You know it's it's good to get that one place that's like, or the few places that are know doing something a little a little different a little more fun so
1: yeah and you know it used to be kind of taboo and i don't Mm -hmm. feel like it is at least here in california it's not i mean california kind of has its own culture i mean there's a lot of the texas influence but you know with the corn tortillas and the boyos and you know there's a lot of latino influence and and a lot of what the guys are doing out here and um you know i think it's to be expected i I enjoy it. I don't like to eat the same thing all the time, you know. So, for me, it's the same reason we change the menu up and we try to do new things. And you're also exposing people to stuff maybe they've never thought to try before. So,
0: so. now now that we're talking about your menu, what 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 does it look like? Talk to us about your sides, yeah. uh, those, those little snap into your Slim Jim.
1: <laughs> yeah, <definitely.
0: laughs> those are good.
1: Yeah, man. So, uh, our main proteins that we do, we do brisket. We do ribs um, right now. Like I said, we're doing spares. We do a killer turkey, our sausages. We usually have two different kinds. They're all house made. So we do a uh, like a garlic and herb, and we do a garlic and jalapeno every That's once in a perfect. while.
0: Well, those are really good, by the way. Yeah,
1: yeah. Our, our sausages come a long way since when we first started making them, and uh, and those two we've got down a hundred percent. And we do we do a. Um, a cheddar jalapeno too every once in a while and then we'll experiment here and there um like i said we've done the banh mi we do a, a portuguese hot sausage which uh it's like a peri peri or some people call it pre-pre um mm-hmm. and we do that usually in the summer because we grow our, our own peppers um and we make our own hot sauce from it and then we use that in the sausage so That's something that's kind of seasonal for us that we enjoy to do. We also do turkey, which is really good. We do chicken, not usually for pop-ups, but we'll do it for catering. Pork belly, pulled pork, uh, big beef ribs, you know, the plate ribs. We've done oxtail. Uh, There's a lot of things that we've done that we really enjoy. We just haven't put to the pop-up yet um, Mm. because the other stuff sells better. But I'm starting to sprinkle, the more and more people we get coming through, we're starting to sprinkle more of the the creative stuff into it a bit and Mm -hmm. see how it's going. Like we did, uh, we did meat pies a couple weeks ago and gave some out to everybody that that came through to get some stuff. So we're taking our brisket and our pulled pork, we're chopping it up and throwing a few extra things in there and and making meat pies out of them, you know, kind of like empanadas.
0: Yeah, I yeah. saw a picture of those the other day when you were, when you were doing them, and I'm like, oh my goodness!
1: Yeah, those love those are, to have that. And we do the um, like you mentioned. We do the snack sticks, and so we make homemade Slim Jims, and we sell those in uh, in six packs. We have usually have those on the counter when we're when we're popping up, and we'll do smoked cheese. We usually do four different kinds of cheese. People can buy a little wedge of cheese for a couple bucks. Yeah, we 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 try to keep a couple little things, uh, you know, that you can grab while you're in line or, you know, take home, share with other people, take to another party, you know, stuff like that. So, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah, we're having fun with it.
0: Heck yeah. And do you guys do any desserts at all right now?
1: So right now, the only dessert that we do, and we don't do it all the time, we make tiny little pound cakes. So growing up, Yeah. yeah, growing up, pound cake was always a thing in my family. And so... I bought my wife one, uh, one year these little mini tins that you can make pound cakes in. So we try to do those, you know, as much as we can. Uh, we don't do it often, but, um, but we do here and there. And then I've been in talks with uh, a lady here in town. She owns a uh, a pastry restaurant, about maybe having her provide some of the the desserts. I'd rather focus on what we're really good at, and that's the meats and sides. And let somebody else do the baking, to be honest with you.
0: I feel you. I'd I'd like to try some of that uh, uh, some of that pound cake though, man. I'm a I'm a big fan of some pound cake.
1: Yeah, man, it's good. And then uh, we had people over one night. My wife had a uh, a jar of like chocolate icing. You know, we we had a couple Jamesons. I was like, well, I'm gonna just dip this little pound <laughs> cake into the uh, into the icing. You know, and and then now that became a favorite. So now we dip them in uh, either in the icing or we get that. Um, have you ever seen that? Um, that hard shell chocolate, you like? You would dip an ice cream cone in, and it. Oh yeah. Yeah, we do that around the top of the pound cakes too. That's really good.
0: You know, dip cones at Dairy Queen are one of my favorite things. And you know, in Texas, there's a Dairy Queen on every corner. And here, you have to, you have to drive away at least yeah. from wh- where I live to go get one.
1: Yeah, we've also done we've done this a couple times. I should bring it back now that it's summer. But we haven't done it in a while. We we used to do smoked apples. So we would core out mm. the apple. Fill it with, um, you know, cinnamon and brown sugar and like a wedge of like a Snickers bar. And so oh. butter. poke them just till they were super soft. And then you put it over like a scoop of ice cream. And you can, it's so fork tender, you just split the apple and it all drizzles over the ice cream. That was really good. Oh, yeah. So, but that, you know, that stuff is time consuming and, and all of that. So we don't do it often, but when we do, it's special.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you guys are mainly doing this out of your home. You said right.
1: Yeah, right now we're we're cooking stuff in the, in the backyard and we'll pop up out in the front. Um, we're just trying to keep it small. I mean, we're working on getting larger and, and getting all the credentials and and doing that stuff. But, um, you know, for right now, this is what's working for us. Like I said, we both work full time and um you know, it's it's what we can handle right now. the The future is to push back my work a bit and be able to do more of this. But we still have to kind of maintain this for right now. We're we're in talks to getting a larger trailer smoker, so we can do some uh, corporate catering and things of that nature. So that's kind of the next step for us. And then after that, I mean, my plan is I want a walk up window. You know. I just want, I want a window and a wall in between two bars, stay open at night and, and do it like that here in LA on, on the West side where we are rents are crazy. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it makes it pretty difficult. Plus California makes everything difficult. So, you know, so we're doing what we can for now. We're trying to feed as many as we can Uh, keeping it fun is, is priority and um, we don't want to get burnt out too quick, but we're, we're starting to move pretty quick. So we just ordered a smoker from uh, Evie May from Arnis. Nice. Yeah, from about three months, you'll see that beast rolling around, and uh, she's going to be pretty.
0: That's a good segue. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what what are you cooking on right now? Um, yep. You know, what kind of pit, and uh, what kind of wood are you using as well?
1: Yeah, so right now we're cooking on a, uh, a vertical cabinet that I had custom made out of Wisconsin. These guys, uh, Ironside Smokers. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's a fully insulated, but you can use wood instead of charcoal or you can use charcoal. We're using wood right now. So we're using a combination of almond and oak, Um, more heavier on the oak than the almond. Um, Mm -hmm. For our Santa Maria, we also do Santa Maria, so we do tri-tip and that kind of stuff. We use red oak on there. Everything's over wood the whole time. We stopped doing charcoal way back in the day before we started even popping up. I was like, if I'm gonna do this, I need to do it. And once I started cooking with wood, I was like, there's no difference. I'm, I'm going. Out, there's no way I'm going back to charcoal. You know?
0: Yeah. What yeah. size? Is it, It's a vertical box. You said?
1: Yeah. So it's about 1,100 pounds. It's pretty big. It's it's probably the size of a a huge like stand up freezer. Okay. Firebox is underneath and then it's got a water pan in between that kind of regulates your temperature a bit. Um, so that's what we've been using. I bought it because I was used to the cabinet style. Um, cause that's kind of what I taught myself on. That's what the backwoods was. And then when I found it, you know, they said you can cook over wood. I was like, well, that's what I want to do. I want to cook over wood. I'm familiar with this setup let me do that I think it's going to be big enough this is when we were first kind of starting out with the pop-ups and I grew that thing in probably like three months so uh, yeah so now we're you know cramming in as much as we can or doing double cooks and um, you know that's why we we called up Arnis and we're like hey buddy can you help us out so
0: that's awesome is he gonna ship it up or is he gonna drive it up Uh, We haven't decided
1: yet. Uh, We've talked about him driving it. And we've also talked about he said he's got a buddy that has a shipping company that he trusts. So we haven't gotten that far yet. That's the one detail we still need to kind of clarify. But one way or another, it will get here. If I have to drive down and get it, I'll do that.
0: So heck yeah hell i might go with you i love heavy maze i know but, i've
1: had a couple people they're like if you're gonna go let me know because i'll fly down and meet
0: <laughs> you there <laughs> yeah man it's awesome i love those i love those guys mallory and arnis are, are such great people
1: yeah he's, he's awesome. really nice he's been super helpful and kind of walked us through everything and um yeah i can't say enough good things about them
0: So I'm sure that's a reverse flow, right? I mean, that's what he builds. What's
1: What size? So it's going to be, we're calling it a 330 cabinet style. So he's taking the 330 gallon tank, you know, we're keeping the ball end on on one end and the main chamber will be, will be kind of square. It'll be a cabinet, if you will. Um, And that's going to give us some extra room. So at the end of the day, we're pushing about 420 per space and then um it is reverse flow and then on the opposite side of the smoker we're going to have a dual lift santa maria because he's building some badass santa maria grills and a lot of what we do um we do on santa maria for uh, our catering and even for pop-ups um we'll do santa maria days so that way we'll be able to handle whatever we need to handle we can grow into it if we need to it'll last us a lifetime and uh, yeah i can't wait i'm really excited
0: yeah that's awesome i've been there i've seen some of the santa maria's that he's building out there i saw his prototype that they use in their in their restaurant as well man it's uh, that guy's just putting out some awesome products i can't wait to see it once you yeah, get
1: yeah I, I can't either man i'll let you know as soon as we get it yeah so i think we'll we'll tune in on it and then uh we'll start using it full time and we should be able to kick on some really good stuff on there. And we'll be able to amp up our quantity a bit, too. Right now, we're kind of cooking limited just the amount of room that we have. So once we have the capacity, we'll be able to feed a bunch more. So that would be great for everybody.
0: You think once that arrives, are you going to start maybe looking at pop-ups at, like, breweries or anything like that? Or are you still planning on just keeping it uh... – at home, you
1: know we've we've thrown the idea around with the breweries, and I go back and forth. I mean, just to be completely honest, like there's a lot of guys doing the breweries. And I kind of feel like, how many barbecue guys can you have at one brewery during the week you know we've had really good success with catering and corporate catering so we'll probably go that route first i'm not opposed to doing pop-ups and festivals but it's probably not going to be where where we go first you know there's a lot of guys barts is doing it meatheads is doing it, everybody's doing doing the breweries and it's not that I don't want to step on people's head, but they're all putting out great stuff, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I think there's room for everybody. I just don't know if the breweries are are our deal.
0: Any insight as to what you might have planned? I mean, I know you talked about possibly a getting in between a bar or something and and just putting out barbecue.
1: We've been looking at locations. We want to stay close to the side of town and that causes a couple issues. We've been looking right now. We're kind of looking in the West Adams area uh, because the prices are still a little bit lower. It's coming up, give it about another five years. And I think that whole neighborhood will change, but we're in Culver city area, West LA, Marina Del Rey and rents are, are extremely expensive. And we kind of want to get ourselves in a position where, okay, we have the clientele that we feel comfortable, you know, they're going to come by, you know, and do that to support, you know, the rent and, and everything else. It, it's a different beast getting into a place, having a, a rent or a mortgage and bills to pay than it is trying to kick out, you know, some barbecue out of your backyard or, or something like that. So um, we're not quite there yet. We're moving there. Um, that's the plan. You know, eventually we will get there. Not in a super rush, but anxious, you know? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: And uh, are you uh, are you doing catering as well or just sticking yeah. to your pop? You yeah. Are-
1: no, we're doing catering now. Uh, so we do catering for private parties and corporate stuff. And, um, I mean, I think we're almost booked up most weekends through the summer already. So catering has been really good to us. Yeah. Um, You know, we still do the pop up. So we'll do we'll do a full fledged pop up on a Saturday. We'll clean up that. I'll go right back to cooking, and then we'll go and cater for 150 for Sunday. So weekends weekends we don't get much rest. You know, but like I said, our our first year was kind of a test, and people liked it. People kept coming back. We've got people that come back week after week after week. Um, Catering caught fire. I don't like to say no to people if if I can do it in the same way in my other profession, it's, it's the same thing. So if I can do it and I can make it work, you know, it's not going to affect my family too much, you know, I'm going to make it work for you. So we've been doing that and, you know, we're trying to get our name out and we're trying to make a reputation. So the more people I can get in front of, you know, put Smokey Jones in, in their mouth, then, you know, that works for us.
0: You yeah, know, Speaking of what do you do on your, uh, what, what's your normal job? Your nine to five or if you will.
1: Yeah. So I am an art director. So I've been doing, so graphic design, if you will. So yeah, I've been doing that for 20 plus years. Um, probably in 2000, I guess when the economy went down, I started doing it for myself instead of working for somebody. I always had clients on the side, um, but I decided to start my own company and run it out of the house and, and do that. So that's it's been really good i haven't had to go back to the corporate life we've i've had steady clients and retainer clients this whole time and you know it's been 20 plus years it's it's getting a little old and and the barbecue's starting to take over and i've got this expression you know it starts as a hobby it becomes an obsession and then finally it's a profession so <laughs> we're we're kind of right at that end stage right now so um you know the tides are turning
0: and, and what about your wife? What does she do?
1: She works in fashion. So, um, okay. and that's one of the reasons we haven't really left California prior to this is th- the other cities that she can get decent work in are all just as expensive as here. So it's San Francisco, it's Miami, it's New York, you know, places like that. So, you know, it hasn't made sense for us to move. Um, yeah. You know, my father lives in St. Augustine, Florida. And he's like, you got to come down here. And, You could open up a place on the side of the road. Nobody will bother you. Nobody cares. There's no rules, you know. So (laughs) I I think he just wants somebody down there to watch the dog when he travels. (laughs)
0: Hey, and do either of you have any culinary background or did you just jump into cooking and ride the wave? I
1: don't have any formal training. I mean, I grew up working in restaurants, but never – in the kitchen, I was always mm-hmm. like a valet or a busboy or a server, something like that, you know. Um, so I've been around it. I've always cooked for myself ever since I've moved out of the house. And my brother is a chef. My brother went to culinary school. My brother owns a few restaurants in Boston. Um, so I always bounce ideas off of him. And sometimes he actually steals my ideas, you know, which is, <laughs> which is kind of, it, it's a backhanded compliment, right?
0: yeah of course
1: so i mean we'll chat it up and uh you know he'll give me a little advice to tell him what i'm doing oh man you should do this or you should try that but um yeah no formal training my wife doesn't really cook much at all i do most of the cooking um so when we got married it was you know the the deal was i'll cook and you clean up after
0: (laughs) that's a good deal (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, but she's just as involved in the barbecue as I am. You know, she's helping with the prep. She's doing all the sides. Um, you know, I try to get a cat nap at 6 in the morning or whatever it is when we get stuff off the smoker. And, you know, she's up making the mac and cheese or, you know, our, our pit beans or whatever that side is for that week. So, yeah, it's it's definitely uh, – it's both of us. We're putting in the work, and, um, you yeah, know, we're, we're enjoying it. And I always said to – Till the day where it isn't fun anymore, we'll keep busting butt to do it.
0: Yeah. Well, you guys are doing an awesome job. I, I haven't posted anything about my visit yet because I wanted to get this recording done first. But uh man, I, I really enjoyed your food. Oh, and thanks. and you guys are, are you know, you have a down pat. I mean it's a very smooth operation. Well,
1: I appreciate um,
0: it. Yeah, and you had a lot of a lot of people walking up, which is really really cool, man, just, to, you know, at your house, it's, it's, it's something you don't see a whole lot, you know, anywhere, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So the neighborhood
1: has really kind of uh, held us up and supported us. So it, it it feels good. You know, when, when six, seven houses on the street come down, when you're popped up to, to grab some barbecue and their kids are eating and they're hanging out with you, drinking a pop or whatever it is, you know, it's, it's good to see people smiling and, and we try to make it like, you're just hanging out at a friend's house, you know? So we'll have picnic tables set up, and we usually have some free drinks, sometimes a couple beers, you know? Um, you know, we just try to make people feel at home. And like I said, we cook stuff that we would like to eat, and we hope you do, and, you know, that that's kind of where we're
0: at. Well, keep on doing what you're doing, brother. It's working for sure.
1: I appreciate
0: it. Um, one, you know – one of my favorite questions to ask, and and this is probably from my corporate days, I interviewed so many folks. Um, tell us something about you, maybe that, uh, that folks don't know about you.
1: Well, two things I can think of off the top. So I'd mentioned growing up with a father that had a phobia of fruits and vegetables. So I think some of that floated over to me. So I will not eat any white condiments. So mayo, Thousand Island dressing, any of that kind of stuff. Like, if I even know it's on the plate, I won't eat it. Hamburger comes and it's got mayo on it. Like, can't do it.
0: Oh, man. Like, I have
1: no problem cooking with it. But for whatever reason, like, I can't eat it. Um, So that's probably something that nobody outside my (laughs) my main circle knows. Yeah. Um, And the other thing, probably, like... Growing up, I used to race BMX bikes competitively, so we used to travel around the country and uh, go to all these different cities and be in, like, the nationals and travel around and do that kind of stuff, so so that was pretty fun.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. You still have your bike? Dude, I wish I did, man. I, I don't, and my brother was actually texting me the other day of how much those bikes are worth now. <laughs> I was, like, oh. I was like, oh man! You know, we bought a bike back then. It was like, you know, three hundred bucks, something like that, mm-hmm. and and it was the best, right? And I mean, he sent me a picture the other day. It was like eighteen hundred bucks, you know, twenty five hundred bucks, and it's just like, ah, oh, I wish I still had some of those, but you know, that you never know.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Man, well, thank you for being on the show. Um, where can people find you on uh, social media?
1: Yeah, so our biggest probably place you can find us is obviously Instagram, so at Smokey Jones BBQ, uh, Same for Facebook. And then we also have a website. That you can sign up for our meetup list, and that is SmokeyJonesBBQ.com. And if you sign up for that list, we either email or text you your preference when we pop up about a week before. So we'll post a menu on a Monday, and we'll shoot out that text or that email, give you a heads up. You can pre-order, and then you know, you're know you all set. You walk up during the time on Saturday. You're good to go. We cut everything fresh right when you get there. You can sit down, eat with us, get it to go, however you want to do it. So
0: Awesome, man yeah well good luck to you i'll let you uh you know get back to your day i appreciate you again taking the time to chat with me and i look forward to coming out and uh crushing some barbecue with you guys
1: yeah definitely man let's get up and let's do that again that was fun
0: all right my friend all right, take care you i'll see appreciate you, soon. you having
1: us all right
0: Thanks for tuning in to the iCrush Barbecue Show. Remember, if you like the show, please subscribe, leave us a comment, and share with your friends. You can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at iCrushBBQShow. Or email us at iCrushBBQShow at gmail.com. Don't forget to tag us with your favorite pics. We'd love to see what you're crushing. Until next time, keep crushing that cube.